Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. The topic, generational grief. Our search for a grief loss can begin by asking these questions. What did I receive from my dysfunctional family? And what would I have received from loving parents in the same situation? Big red book, page 204. Wow, that is a comment. I, I think uh, safety, um, permission to you know make mistakes, and, uh, you know, pursue passions, um, and get to know other people. It's okay to talk to women at any age. Back to the reading. We grew up with the, and trust yourself. We grew up with the expectations of normal supportive behavior, but our expectations were not met. This spawned a grieving process. We didn't realize that previous generations were grieving too, you know, including my dad, you know, like what is addiction, you know, and, uh, also, we do live in a society which, you know, I think emphasizes like if everything's okay, if you're taking care of your job and you're paying your bills and, um, you know, addiction has been in any form, you know, it's just, I love how people are like, now we're on our phones. There's always something um, when it comes to trauma. I mean, look up any Gabor Mate stuff. Back to the reading. We grew up with expectations of normal supportive behavior, but our expectations were not met. The spawned a grieving process. We didn't realize that previous generations were grieving too, which helps explain, but doesn't excuse their dysfunctional behavior. Doesn't excuse. We often say our parents did the very best they could with what they had. Well, that's hollow. And, you know, emotional problems require emotional solutions. And simply reading this stuff has not been enough for me in my experience. It's going deep into the emotions, which honestly, I don't even know what that was when I came in. Unfortunately, what they had was too often not nearly enough, just as what they had received was not enough. You know, I mean, my dad didn't even have a childhood thanks to his dad. And uh, unprocessed grief from our childhoods and our ancestors' childhoods can put us in a perpetual state of mourning. The general nature of this is called complicated grief. The grief can hold us hostage, undermine our ability to function well, and adversely complicate relationships. It can contribute to medical problems because grief has friends called shame, sadness, depression, and insecurity. A great prescri prescription for being unhealthy. In ACA, we uncover the roots of our grief, recognize what we didn't receive as children, and see how we learn to react as a result. ACA teaches us how to stop the grief cycle and become our own loving parents. We do the work for ourselves before we can help future generations have less baggage to carry forward. On this day, I recognize the immense grief I carry. I know I can work through it and change my life. Giving myself what I didn't get as a child, I reparent using the tools of the ACA recovery. The next reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. The topic is step nine. Made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Amends can be scary. It's hard having to admit we are wrong or that we did something to harm another. We learned that our first amends are to ourselves. And I think that's a big part. Our first amends is to ourselves, harming, you know, the self-critical voice, listening to that dark side, back to the readings, not spending on things that intuition knows. You know, I think spending money on personal training was one of the best things that I've ever done in, in my adult life, actually by far. And that's, I think too often, you know, in the recovery circles, it's what not to do, but what to do, you know, I always say I'm too, you know, I'm too fucking creative not to travel. And, you know, that was something that 
you know, I always looked at as like a luxury for other people. Back to the reading. We learn our first amends are to ourselves, but we also must make decisions about when amends to others will harm ourselves or others, or when we're avoiding personal responsibility due to pride. And that's been my experience too. You know, like I have, I have avoided personal responsibility sometimes out of, you know, oh, I'm going to make a mistake. And, you know, time and time again, I realize the amends is, you know, for myself. Back to the reading. As we recover in ACA, we learn to trust our instincts, but we also need to be sure that our fear we bring from childhood doesn't get pulled into this mix inappropriately. We're adults. We are adults. We are adults. And most immense situations we face will put us in very little danger of being physically harmed as we were in childhood. Yeah, it's no longer useful to have the shield. You know, I went to Hoffman process and one of the things I heard is it's like a soldier who's fighting a war that no longer exists. So there's no reason to be so defensive, you know? And I think that's why the principle of, of contrary action really helps. Where adults in most immense situations we face will put us in little danger of being physically harmed as we were in childhood. So it's the emotional part that we're worried about, whether we can handle what comes back at us. Yes. And even though we may not realize it right away, that eventually starts to make the decision of whether or not to make the amends easier. After we talk it through with our sponsor and others we trust, we'll know whether the amends are appropriate. If so, we'll decide whether we're strong enough to make them. If not, then we'll wait until we are. It's about keeping our slates clean. On this day, I will make amends to myself first, and then I will prepare for my necessary amends to others, which I will do if and when I'm ready. And I would like to add that I think it's a daily amends. That concludes today's very powerful readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja.